Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. a good Monday morning, St. Louis, at all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court. Kevin Slayton with you on this Monday morning, the day the liberals created. So we hate this day, don't we? Mondays are just not much. The carpenter said it best, rainy days and Mondays will always get you down. And so will liberals. And they proved it again this weekend by voting unanimously for a piece of legislation that will pretty much bankrupt everybody. If you think your financial situation is grim now, wait till this thing goes into effect. Everybody's taxes are being raised despite the lies they tell you. All you have to do is have a functioning brain to be able to figure that out. Everybody's taxes are going up. Double the amount of IRS agents, doubling the number. They're coming after you. You'll hear from Ted Cruz and James Comer, congressman, talk about that this morning. It's a nightmare. And the media, of course, spins it as Biden's big win. Biden's big win. In a, he's really on a roll, they're saying. Because he's gotten spending bills passed. And, of course, the dopey, spineless Republicans giving in on the red flag laws bill, what a farce the Republicans are. They continue to be a farce. I'm stunned that they stuck together on this absurd tax-raising bill, but it's because raising taxes has never worked well for Republicans if they want to get reelected. So I suppose they thought career suicide was probably not an option. So they didn't vote for it. But it's now going to be put into law that all of your tax money that is taken from you and more of it will be taken from you will be going to IRS agents to try to get more tax money from you to climate change bullshit to everything except what's needed. Fighting crime with more police uh, officers, inflation reduction, which this doesn't do, Border protection, which this doesn't do. All of the things that we're waiting for, for government to help us with, none of those things are addressed. 
Uh, the liberal media just continue to be their bitch. It's unbelievable how pathetic media people are. They're pathetic. But so are liberals in general. So I, I really probably shouldn't just pass it on to media people, the liberals in general. They're just whack jobs. Abject whack jobs. I hope you had a great weekend. The Cardinals had a great weekend. They swept the Yankees. Now, keep in mind, uh, I, I'm not trying to detract from the Cardinals' three wins, but the Yankees' top two pitchers didn't pitch. The Yankees' cleanup hitter didn't play. And so if you took Arenado out of the Cardinals' lineup, I think it would make a difference. We'll see what happens as the Cardinals get on the stretch. I said a few a few days ago, if the Cardinals don't win this division going away, everybody ought to be fired. Everybody ought to be fired. The DeWitts should fire themselves. It's the worst division in the history of baseball. Milwaukee just lost seven of eight to the Cubs and the Reds. Or the, I'm sorry, the Pirates and the Reds. Of course, those teams are interchangeable. Pirates, Reds, Cubs. And they're all in the Cardinals division. Remember the Cardinals closed the season against the Pirates with six straight games. That's almost a guaranteed 5-1 and one record. So this is no surprise to me that the Cardinals will win this division. I was surprised they swept the Yankees, even without the Yankees' top two pitchers pitching. But I, I want to see the Cardinals face a team in a playoff series that's a real team. Unfortunately for baseball, competitive balance no longer exists. Baseball has become a, a joke. The San Diego Padres have completely remade their entire team at the trade deadline. While they steal from the other teams who don't care, what about those markets? What about Cincinnati? What about the Cubs in Chicago? What about Pittsburgh? What about Arizona? What about Miami? What about Kansas City? I mean, all of these teams suck. And they continually give their players away that are good at the trade deadline, supposedly to rebuild, but then none of them ever rebuild. Texas Rangers, there's another one. These are just pathetic teams. Red Sox, what's happened to them? So it's hard to watch baseball because you know that there are only three or four teams that have a possibility of winning the World Series. And in case you don't know who they are, they're the Astros, the Dodgers, the Mets, possibly the Yankees, although the Yankees are a cut behind those other three. It's really the, the Astros, the Dodgers, and the Mets. The Padres just got swept by the Dodgers with their new-look team. Now, they will get Tatis Jr. back in September. So the I'll throw the Padres in there as a possibility. Five teams. Nobody else even has a chance. There is no way the Cardinals can go head up against the Astros, the Dodgers, the Mets, probably the Padres, and I would think in a, in a seven-game series against the Yankees with the Yankees' two best pitchers being available, Cardinals don't have a chance against them either. Now, that's like blasphemy to Cardinal fans. I get it. But it's just the reality. I've always given sports fans in this town for years, for decades now, a dose of reality. 
And Anthony Rizzo wasn't playing for the Yankees either, as I'm, I'm reminded. So don't uh, start uh, doing cartwheels down the street like most Cardinal fans do. Enjoy your three wins. You got four against the Cubs last week. Whoop-de-doo. Cardinals still have 23 games left against the Reds, the Cubs, and the Pirates. Honestly, if you're a good team, you should win 18 of those. And the Brewers are just simply disappearing. They quit at the trade deadline, too. Traded their best reliever that they've ever had, Josh Hader. And what has happened to them? They've lost close games in the ninth inning ever since. So everybody sort of just said, okay, Cardinals win the Central. Dodgers win the West. Mets and Braves will fight it out in the the, uh, East. Braves don't have much of a chance realistically. They're just not as good as they were last year. They can hang in there. They're like the Cardinals. I look at the Braves and the Cardinals as similar teams. And yet when the Cardinals and Braves played, the Braves pounded the Cardinals. So if the Cardinals and the Braves are similar, that means the Cardinals are odd man out there too. That's Now that's a handicap of the playoffs, and I'm giving it to you right here on August 8th. Remind me of whether I'm right or wrong when the time comes. Now that's, of course, crossing our fingers that catastrophic injuries – don't befall any team. I like seeing teams at full strength. But the real issue is this for baseball. With no one caring about baseball in 90% of the cities they play it in, here comes the NFL, here comes college football. Football has become the national pastime in this country, no matter what the baseball people tell you. It's not even close, to be honest with you. So as this keeps going, football keeps growing in popularity, especially college football. But what happens? The people that run these sports are out to destroy them. The people that run college football are out to destroy it. And the woke element should never be dismissed. The wokesters, because it's a college sport, should never be far from the picture because they won't let themselves be far from the picture. And what we have to do is resist them. It happened again last night. Cale Gundy, an Oklahoma assistant head coach on their football program, has now resigned. Now, why did he resign? Because during a film session, when players were supposed to be taking notes, he noticed a player was distracted, and he went over and picked up the player's iPad and read the words on the screen including an unspecified word. No one's telling us what the word is. But apparently it was so bad and so egregious. Keep in mind the coach didn't say it. He simply read it from the player's screen. He now says that he's resigning because a word that I should never, under any circumstance, have uttered. He's nuts. He didn't even wait for his woke bosses to get rid of him. He got rid of himself. He says, the the unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so. Cause harm? What word could you have possibly uttered to cause harm? Was it the N-word? Was one of your players writing the N-word? That's highly suspicious. But let's say he was. You were simply reading what he wrote when he was supposed to be taking notes. Teachers, since the beginning of time, have embarrassed students with that practice. He says, in this circumstance, a man of character accepts accountability. 
I take responsibility and I apologize. He says he didn't even realize what he was reading in the moment. But as soon as he did, I was horrified. Horrified. The words I read aloud from that screen were not my words. What I said was not malicious. It wasn't even intentional. But I'm mature enough to know that the word I said was shameful and hurtful, no matter my intentions. (laughs) Now, Gundy has a long history at Oklahoma. By the way, his older brother, Mike Gundy, coaches at Oklahoma State. He's the head coach there. Don't be surprised if you see Cale Gundy end up on the staff at Oklahoma State and perhaps he did so intentionally. He wants to coach with his brother. Who knows? He has a lot of ties to Oklahoma, though. He played for the Sooners at quarterback for three years. He set every school record in history by the time he graduated. He's been there for all of Oklahoma's 14 Big 12 championships since 1999. He was on Bob Stoops' first staff there. 16 years as the running backs coach, seven as the receivers coach. <laughs> The head coach, the new head coach says, Brent Venables, who coached with him at Oklahoma, by the way, it's with sadness that I accept Coach Gundy's resignation. He dedicated more than half his life to Oklahoma football and has served our program and university well. We're thankful for that commitment. (laughs) In coaching and in life, we're all accountable for our actions and the resulting outcomes. Shove it up your ass. I mean, these people make me sick. Brent Venables, go F yourself. Honestly. Who do you think you are? Wow. Gundy says, I recognize this is a critical moment for Oklahoma football. I promise you, reading whatever word he read that this player had written down will not make one iota of a difference as to whether the Oklahoma players can block and tackle and catch and throw. Not one minuscule iota of a difference. But he says the team, they don't deserve to be distracted by off-the-field matters while working to continue the tradition of excellence. (laughs) I'm telling you, it never ends, folks. It never ends. So the Wokesters have now invaded Oklahoma. I'll have to call my friend Joe Castiglione, who's the athletic director there, and find out what's, what's what with that. I'm sure he left it to the head football coach who decided he's a woke. You know, the people of Oklahoma won't stand for that. They're not going to like that one bit. Oklahoma is not populated with candy asses. This isn't New York or California or Illinois. This is a real state with real red blood flowing through it. And I can promise you the people of Oklahoma don't like what happened. They don't like a coach resigning because he read a word a player had, had written. They don't like it at all. That'll be a story to watch. Let's find out where Cale Gundy ends up. I would bet even money, and perhaps even give you odds, that it'll be Oklahoma State. And that that perhaps was inten- his intention all along. I don't buy for one minute that any coach worth a damn would resign because he read a player's words. If he does resign for that reason, and that's the truth, he ought to resign. He should never be around men ever again. He's a candy ass. You don't belong in a football locker room. You don't belong as part of a football program. You're a candy ass. Go join the liberals. Get under their tent. That's where you belong. And Brent Venables, for that matter, can go the same route. 
the Oklahoma head coach. Now, I'm a fan of Oklahoma football. I have been for a long time, even before my friend Joe got there as the AD. But I'm no longer a fan of Oklahoma football. I hope they lose every game. Just like the Republicans lose every time anything happens in Congress these days. Some of it is self-inflicted. Other parts of it, like this weekend, were inflicted by the liberals. And what is this bill all about, Ted Cruz? Tell us. This bill will hammer manufacturing. It will kill manufacturing jobs in this country. It will hammer small businesses. This bill will drive up gas prices. It, it has billions in new taxes on U.S. oil and gas production. We introduced amendments trying to take those new taxes out. So all the Democrats say they're worried and want to low ga- lower gas prices. They all just voted to raise gas taxes and to raise your price at the pump. This bill creates 87,000 new IRS agents. It doubles the size of the IRS. Those IRS agents are designed to come after you. They're not designed to come after the billionaires and the big corporations. They're designed to come after small businesses and, and working families across this country. The Democrats are making the IRS bigger than the Pentagon, plus the Department of State, plus the FBI, plus the Border Patrol combined. The IRS is going to be bigger. Does that scare you? All of those institutions combined, combined, are now smaller than the IRS. And Ted Cruz is right. Do you think they're going after the billionaires? The billionaires have lawyers. They're coming after the waiters, the waitresses, the people living paycheck to paycheck. That's who they're coming after. They're coming after you and me. It's unbelievable. But wait a minute. Didn't Biden promise that no one who made less than $400,000 would pay a penny, not a penny, in more taxes? And then he said, period. What about that, Senator Cruz? Well, it's a flat-out lie. The Congressional Budget Office analyzed this bill, and it concluded a very large portion of it would be borne by people making under 400000 a year, that, that just about every group of taxpayers would see their taxes go up. The Democrats know this, and by the way, we had amendments to say, let's not have any of these taxes fall on people making under 400000 The Democrats all voted no. They are lying, and you know what they're counting on? They're counting on the corporate media just carrying their water for them and saying, oh, your taxes are not going up. It's not the truth. Wow. They know it's not the truth, but they expect the corporate media not to tell people. And that's exactly what will happen. The corporate media will not tell people. It's already going on. They start foaming at the mouth over Joe Biden's, he's on a roll, his successes are unbelievable. Can you imagine even saying that when inflation's at 9 plus percent? How about this jobs market number the other day? 500,000 new jobs created. That's another lie. As Charles Payne pointed out, and you'll hear him a little bit later in the morning, we just last month got back to where we were before the pandemic in terms of jobs. So all of these jobs are just people coming back to work. And Biden, the liar, the fraud, is taking a bow for it. Are you dumb enough to not realize that gas prices coming down are simply a temporary measure to make sure you vote for Democrats in the fall? What do you think gas prices are going to be December 1st? 
You think they'll be coming down or going up? <laughs> if you say coming down, you're a hopeless liberal stooge. Now, Cruz referred to some amendments there. So this, the uh, Republicans knew that they have no control over this nonsense. They knew they were going to lose this fight because not one Democrat has the balls to stand up for what's right. And that includes Bernie Sanders, who said publicly that this bill will do nothing to curb inflation and still voted for it. Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, two of the worst kind of cowards you could find. You know, the rest of those Democrats were just brain-dead Stepford lunatics. They were going to vote for anything that Schumer told them to vote for all along. But Manchin and Cinema decided to try to pose themselves as honorable people, defiant in the face of their own party, to do what's right for the American people. In other words, what they were sent to Washington to do. And then neither one of them did it. They simply posed. They're posers. Kirsten Cinema is almost more embarrassing than Manchin. If that's possible. I doubt that it's possible. All these jobs created. I'd love to see what these jobs are, wouldn't you? These are just numbers people throw around. It's all political machinery to make you think one thing or another. It's all it ever has been. But I mentioned these amendments that were proposed by the Republicans. Ted Cruz proposed a few of them himself. Which ones were they, Senator? I introduced an amendment to say don't create 87,000 new IRS agents. Every Democrat voted no. I just introduced an amendment to say that Joe Biden and the federal government should not be able to sell oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to the Chinese communists. Biden sold over 2 million barrels of oil to the Chinese communists. Every Democrat but four voted no. Fascinating, isn't it, how these Democrats will vote? Scary. But we knew that would happen. But some, somehow four of them voted with the Cruz on that, on the, that amendment. If that's the case, by the way, why didn't that amendment pass? Did he not tell us that four Republicans voted no? For his part, Schumer decided he would lie a little more and pat himself on the back. So how did you get this done, Chucky boy? If you ask me what helped you get this done, some people have asked me that. Um, I'd put it in one word, persistence. You know, when I was a little kid, my mom used to tell me, quit smacking your lips. Did you hear him smacking his lips? Listen to this slime ball. If you ask me what helped you get this done, some people have asked me that. Um, I'd put it in one word, persistence. Someone smacked that guy. I'd put it in one word, persistence. I've got another word. But there might be children listening. But here, I'll just put it to you this way. There's nothing persistent about it. All you had to do was bribe people. And you did. And we'll never know the bribery items that were contained in Joe Manchin's Christmas gift or Kirsten Cinema's stocking. But you can bet they were whoppers. You can bet they were whoppers. They either gave them something for the state of Arizona in Cinema's case or the state of West Virginia in Manchin's case that they'll go back and trumpet as there. Look what I brought you achievements. Now, those of us, again, with functioning brains understand this. 
we know how Washington works. The greatest contribution Donald Trump has made to this country is that he exposed Washington for the real swamp that it is, filled with slimy, grimy swamp rats. People in Washington are despicable. They always will be. Don't kid yourself. Your favorite one is just as bad. I wonder what John Kennedy's thoughts were about this bill. Senator? Joe Flation, as some people call it, uh, will now refer to Joe Manchin, not President Biden. It takes a special kind of stupid, in my judgment, to raise taxes during both a recession and inflation. I think that's putting it mildly, a special kind of stupid. And the media displaying their special kind of stupid trumpets this as a tremendous success and Joe Biden's on a roll. Now let's say that these spending bills, other than this one, which no Republican voted for, but these other ones that imbecile McConnell rammed through had some Republican support. If those bipartisan bills are to be patted on the back as great achievements, shouldn't the credit go to the Republicans? Because unlike the liberals, Republicans apparently wanted to play in the sandbox with everyone. So they gave in on some bills. When's the last time a Democrat gave in on a bill that the Republicans have put on the floor? Can you remember that far back? Were you alive in World War II? Because I'm sure it was back then. So what that shows us, once again, is that the Democrats do not want to govern for the people. Well, they do want to govern for the people, some people, them. But not you. Not you. Congressman James Comer, should I, Kevin Slayton, be concerned about this IRS and these agents coming after me now? Yes, you should worry because with 87, with all these new IRS employees, they're going to try to prove their work. So they're going to go after every American to try to prove their worth, to show that they did indeed bring in more revenue. And, you know, when you look at who they're going to go after, it's very difficult and very time-consuming to go after the uh, largest-income Americans and the big corporations. They're going to be going after the waiters and waitresses at the restaurant. They're going to be going after the people who are living paycheck to paycheck because they know they don't have the attorneys to fight all the audits and all the IRS harassment. So this is more bad news for hardworking, taxpaying, average working Americans who are barely getting by. To me, it is the single scariest thing government has ever done in my lifetime. They are coming after every citizen, middle-income citizen, lower-income citizen. They're not coming after the wealthy people. You know that. I know that. They didn't hire a 1,000 new IRS agents or 10,000, not even 50,000. 87,000 more schmucks looking into your business. 87,000. Anyone who would vote for a Democrat after that should have their head examined and perhaps severed. 
Who in the world with a brain votes for that? Democrats do. No one else. Of course, you have to have a brain. But no one else would vote for that. I mean, it's crazy. It's flat-out insanity. Do you know what inflation is? 9.1%. We know it's about 15%. Do you know what wage increases are? 5.2%. So inflation is still almost doubling, and it is more than doubling, wage increases. Here's what Biden said about this $740 billion package. Senate Democrats sided with American families over special interests. Which families? Because I see a poll that says 69% of the nation's people, families, say the economy is worse than it was before Biden. Worse. So how is this bill and the Senate Democrats siding with American families? I ran for president promising to make government work for working families again, and that's what this bill does, period. Biden loves to say period. He thinks, as big of a candy ass that he is, that saying period makes him a tough guy. It doesn't. It makes him an ass. So I didn't realize, all of those family people listening out there this morning, that you agreed with this, but apparently you do, according to Biden. He's making government work for working families again. Well, Joe, how do you explain that poll that says 69%, 7 out of 10 Americans, I'm assuming parts of families, think the economy is worse under your leadership? And you didn't make it better with that. All you did was make it worse on working people. That's it. A lot worse. Sickening, isn't it? I find it sickening. And we're going to have nothing more or nothing less than more trouble in our lives, our daily lives. It's not bad enough. Biden hasn't strangled you badly enough. He wants to strangle you more now. So what little money you have left because your 401K has been wiped out, your take-home pay has been drastically reduced thanks to his inflation, Whatever money you have left now, he's going to seize as part of a new IRS program designed to come after you. And you still vote for a Democrat? Really? I think Senator Kennedy was putting it nicely, special kind of stupid. I think you're retarded. You really need to, you you belong in some mental institution. Unless you just hate your money. Unless you hate being able to pay for your kid's education. Or you hate being able to afford your mortgage or your car payment. Or you hate going out to dinner with your family once in a while. You hate going to the movies, maybe taking a vacation. You must hate doing those things if you vote for a Democrat. If you vote for a Democrat, you do hate doing those things. You can't get around it. You're an imbecile. Jason Chaffetz, the former congressman. Sum it up for me, because I understand the insanity of liberalism, but maybe you can say it better. The bigger problem for the Democrats is their solutions for our country are not what are going to solve the problems we face. Since the Democrats have lurched left towards socialism, they regularly divide America constantly by relying on racism, sexism, and statism. 
Diversity in government can be good and important for community engagement and confidence, but when they become the overriding theme rather than competence, it taints the talented, punishes the accomplished, and discredits the appointed, all for the sake of diversity. Carpe diem, Congressman Chaffetz. 100% correct. I mean, that Oklahoma story should put it all into spades. It crystallizes everything, doesn't it? It really does. Now they're invading football programs, the liberal wokeism. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. It really is. Eric Adams up in New York City is whining some more. This guy does a lot of whining. He does a lot of posturing. He wants you to think he's tough, too. I love these liberals who want you to think they're so tough. This guy acts like he's some sort of power lifter who's coming after you. He's a Christopher Cuomo wannabe. And all he does is sit around and whine. He hasn't done one thing for New York since he got in office. Not one. He's done a lot of whining. He's going to the Met Gala. He's being seen a lot. But he hasn't done one thing for New York. He hasn't stopped crime. He hasn't even put a dent in it. Nothing. And now he's whining as he gives us his thoughts on Governor Abbott from Texas. This is horrific when you think about uh, what uh, the governor uh, is doing, the governor of Texas, uh, after a month of traveling across the border, placing on the bus with no direction to come here uh, to New York. To come here to New York. I couldn't be happier with Governor Abbott. I couldn't be happier. Finally, a politician is saying, you know what? Enough's enough. We're not going to put up with their crap from Washington. We're going to shove it to them. Here's how it feels. And by the way, you're only getting a morsel of it. Just a morsel. And Governor Abbott promises more as he sat down with Maria Bartiromo. Now you're catching ire from the mayor of New York, mayor of D.C. They want federal funding. They want the National Guards. Tell us about that. Uh, it's making my day. Uh, it's pure hypocrisy. i got news for them. They are haven't yet seen the fullness of what we're busting up there. We're going to be adding thousands upon thousands of more to Washington, D.C. and to New York. Carpe triple diem, Governor Abbott. Bust them all up there. Get them all out of Texas. Just don't stop in Missouri on the way so someone might jump off the bus. Get rid of them. Put them in New York. Put them in D.C. Let them destroy those cities as if the political hacks haven't destroyed them already. Put politicians, liberal politicians, and these illegal aliens in the same cities and state. That's genius. Genius. Let these murderers and rapists and child molesters coming across the border go to New York and Washington, D.C. and murder and rape their people, the liberals. See how they like it. You know, I've always said you've got to fight fire with fire. This dancing around the issue bullcrap is for cowards. you got to face it head on. You punch me in the mouth, watch this. I'm going to punch you so damn hard you won't even know what hits you. And that's what Governor Abbott's doing. That's his punch. And as he said, I've got news for you. More is coming. Makes his day. Little Clint Eastwood at us. 
I know that the Texans have some issues with Governor Abbott, but I tell you what, from looking from afar, he's spot on everything what he's doing. And he said, you know what will change him? What will change your opinion, Governor Abbott? Building the wall, man in Mexico policy, the Title 42 policy, uh, as, as well as ending catch and release. Biden eliminated all of those things, and now we have chaos. That has caused Texas to have to step up and take unprecedented action. Bingo. It's pretty simple. Do all those things that Donald Trump had put in place, and we were successful on the border, and then you'll have no more people coming to your city. Bowser was requesting the National Guard. She was soundly rejected on that request. (laughs) Deal with it yourself. That's what you told Texas to do. That's what you told Arizona to do. Deal with it yourself. Boy, when they tell you that, you don't know where to go. Because all of you idiot liberals sitting in your comfortable little positions in D.C. and New York didn't expect this. You didn't expect a governor from a border state to grow a pair. Except he did. And then he shoved it right in your face, which is the American way. And despite all of this horrific Biden failure, people like Congressman Gregory Meeks, a black guy, decided to tout these things as successes. There's no question this is a big and important bill. It reduces inflation. It makes sure that uh, we can now reduce drug prices. It helps on fighting climate change. Uh, and, and we will be moving forward. That goes on top of wins already made in a bipartisan manner during this Congress, like bipartisan wins in infrastructure, gun control, CHIPS and Science Act, PACT Act for the Veterans uh, Select uh, Committee, the first black woman elected uh, of appointed to be the Supreme Court. So, yes, this is uh, a icing on the cake of moving forward of Democratic achievements in a bipartisan way in this election year. What a dolt. Just an abject dolt. This will reduce inflation. We're moving forward. This is Democratic success in a bipartisan way. Can, just to analyze that phrase for a moment, will you? You don't have any bill passage in those instances other than this one without Republicans. So I would describe that as a Republican success if you think it's a success. It's not, by the way. Those bills are not successes. But it was the Republicans that made them possible, not you. (laughs) But we will be moving forward, he says. Somehow he trumpets the, as he said, the election of a black female Supreme Court judge. She didn't get elected. She was appointed. He tried to correct himself. But you can only be an imbecile if you even said elected. That's not a Freudian slip. That's a stooge slip. You're a stooge. How do you take credit for that? You have an illegal president doing an illegal act. In other words, claiming that the only people that would be considered would be black females, that's job discrimination. It's racial discrimination. It's AIDS discrimination. It's everything. Gender discrimination. All of that's against the law, but it doesn't stop Biden. And then after he did it, after he broke the laws, the Democrats voted to appoint her. (laughs) 
How is that considered a success? It's successful only if you believe in a lawless society. And the Democrats believe in a lawless society. It's what they do. It is what they do. Sickening. But it is what they do. You saw it out in Arizona during the primaries. Ballots go missing again. Do you know there was a statistic that said Maricopa County where the ballots went missing? 80% of the voters were Republicans. 80%. Tell us again how Biden won that county. Charles Payne's one of my favorite people. He is an economist, a very smart guy, works at Fox. Now, he's a big, strong guy. He would kick Biden's ass. And I'm looking forward to him ever debating anyone. So he took on Gene Sperling, the economic advisor for Biden, whatever that is. And he pointed out this jobs report last week, which the you know the liberals and the liberal media are running around going, Whoa my God, aren't we great? Even though we missed the we missed the estimate by double. So Charles Payne, weren't there a bunch of blacks who left the job market last month? No, it's interesting though, just last month we finally recovered all the jobs that were lost at the beginning of the pandemic. I, you know, as I go through it, there are some parts that bother me, and I'm wondering if you can help. Since May, black Americans have lost 301,000 jobs. What is, what's going on where this large segment of the population is not participating in this jobs boom? Oh, boy, is that not the case. You know, it was interesting. Um, at this time after the, the last crisis we had, Black unemployment was at 15.9%. No, no, jobs, not that, unemployment, because the unemployment number, by the way, no, is skewed because hundreds of thousands of black Americans have left the labor market, I guess because they can't find a job. And I'm curious as to no, why that's happening. I, you, you know, look, that number can, can, can move around month by month, but the overall story has just been an enormously equitable uh, recovery with significant gains in uh, uh uh, black uh, jobs for African Americans, for uh, new small businesses for for bl- black Americans, and again, the unemployment rate uh, does reflect the fact that that you're seeing you actually saw a historic drop in the unemployment in 2021 and over the last year for African yeah. Americans. Hispanic Americans actually went down to 3.9 percent unemployment. So what's actually striking about this recovery is how equitable it yeah. has been. It has it's truly not equitable if people are leaving the labor groups. force. I, I'll, listen, I know... No, I, I think you're, I, you're, if, you're... If someone leaves the labor force and the unemployment number goes down, I don't see how that's good. Because theoretically, 4.5 no, no, no. million people could leave the labor force, and you can say, guess where the unemployment number is? Zero! And, we should celebrate, but should we? And the- Carpe diem, Charles Payne. Now listen to the things that weasel... Gene Sperling had to say. First of all, he called them black jobs. Did you hear that? Black jobs for black Americans. So I didn't know there were black jobs out there. Does, any, does anybody else catch that? Now I know there are black jobs. Of course, these people aren't racist, but there are black jobs. 
for black Americans, of course. White people shouldn't work those black jobs. He's, he, he was bragging about Hispanic unemployment dropping to 3.9%. Historically, he said, an historic drop, he called it. Except that under President Trump, it was 3.5%. So how is it historic? I guess it's historic that you could take that spectacular number of the president, President Trump, and raise it. That is kind of historic stoogery. Black jobs. I wonder if there are any Hispanic jobs out there. Black jobs, Hispanic jobs. Would Hispanic jobs be um, like people cutting your grass, landscaping, those kinds of jobs? Are those Hispanic jobs? Sounds a little bit like a bigot to me. But that's what Gene Sperling is. That's what the entire Biden administration is. That whole regime is full of bigots. You have to be a bigot to work for a bigot. I mean, if you had a boss that you knew was sympathetic to the Ku Klux Klan, would you work for him or would you look for another job? I'm pretty sure, unless you're a bigot, you'd look for another job. But these people don't. They're happy to work for a Klansman. And that's what Biden is. He's a Klansman. No more, no less. We know that already because he eulogized a Klansman. He said it was his best friend. I'm telling you right now, you don't do that unless you're a Klansman too. Are you sure as hell are sympathetic to the cause? And we'll never know if Biden put a robe and a, and a hood on because you can't see his face. So he may well have attended some of those meetings. We don't know. We'll never know. All I do know is this. He was best friends with a grand cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. He eulogized him as a great American. So that tells me that, yes, I believe, I believe, I don't know this, I believe Biden was a Klan member. There's any question in my mind. Now, you can sit there and say, well, how can you say that? I just told you how I could say it. It's very simple. When you're friends with people, you have things in common with them, or you wouldn't be friends with them. I'm not friends with any liberals because I don't have anything in common with them. I'm not mentally ill. So if my friend was the grand cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan, and I told you what a great guy my friend was, and I did his eulogy and called him one of the great Americans of all time, wouldn't you find it odd if I wasn't a member of the Klan? I don't think there's any doubt that Biden was, was a member of the Klan, and maybe still is. I know this, he hates black people, and that's not my opinion. It's my opinion that he's a member of the Klan, but I base it on the evidence that I just gave you. But it's a fact that he hates black people. He has said so. He called sending his white kids to an integrated school a jungle. Well, you heard Charles Payne talk about 301,000 blacks leaving the job market since May. It's only August. But you'll never hear the black-hating Biden regime say anything about that. But I did hear black people down in Texas, our research assistant sent this to us, these are black people, everyday voters, talking about who they'll vote for. If you could only vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump based off of what you've seen with the two different Americas, what, what would you go with? And I say I might go with Trump. To be honest, we're going through it, but we're going to withstand it, but... Is going to actually be a lot better, and a lot of people are going to actually vote for Trump. That never thought this. This Oak Cliff, Texas. 
trust me, a lot of us will vote for him now than we did before because we went for the good guy saying the right things. But as soon as he got in office, he did everything wrong. I would go with Trump because Trump was out here helping us. You know, everybody criticized him and said all this bad stuff about him. And I ain't someone to disagree with what they were saying, but at least he did help us. Biden gives us a bunch of dreams, words, but no actions come behind that. So that's the difference between him and Biden. You know, he actually made moves for the lower class to be able to get by in life. Biden just giving us promises that he's unbroken. 2024, who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Well, the black population of Oak Cliff, Texas, is voting for Trump. It's the continued awakening of the black community, and it continues. We have time before 2024 for all of them to wake up, and I think those who have should be making it clear to those who haven't. You know, We're not telling you who to vote for. We're just waking you up. Here's the picture that's real. Here's the picture that they paint. And those folks you just heard talk have seen it. And the other part about that is how Democrats always take the black vote for granted. They don't care about black people. They just want their vote. And they take it for granted that they'll get it because they've gotten it forever. If someone took me for granted like that, I would turn on them just for that reason alone. You don't think enough of me to not take my vote seriously? You just assume because I'm a certain color? That you'll vote for me? You chicken shit race baiters. That's all they are. That's all Democrats are. I've never seen such foolishness as I've seen in the black community through decades of believing all this crap that liberals and Democrats are for us. No, they're not. Never have been. I got news for you. Never have they been for you. And I love that last guy. You know, he didn't disagree with some of the negative things people say about Donald Trump personally, but he doesn't care. Because Donald Trump went out there and did things for the black community. Joe Biden has done nothing. What's he done for you? I always like listening to Stephen Miller talk because he's another bright person that Trump had in his organization when he was in the White House. Stephen Miller is probably as smart as anybody in the country. And he thinks that the main issue, other than inflation, and it probably is on people's minds, should be this border. This border is a disaster. It continues to be so. And uh, Wuhan Willie just sits there and talks about, you know, (laughs) what a success this is. Uh, We side with the American families. The American families want illegal aliens out of this country, buddy, in case you didn't notice. So what do you think, Stephen Miller? What do you think about this border? We are in the midst of the greatest national security crisis and greatest humanitarian crisis that we have ever seen. There is a border that is completely controlled by foreign criminal cartels. Any weapons they want in, any drugs they want in, any gang members they want in. They're bringing them in. There is sex trafficking on a scale this world has never seen. Modern-day slavery, labor trafficking. The Biden administration's decision to terminate President Trump's hugely successful border controls is a crime against humanity. And my plea to every single member of Congress on the Republican side of the aisle 
is raise holy hell about what's happening on our border. This administration deserves to lose not only a record number of seats in the House and the Senate over this border crisis, but the eternal shame of history for what they have done has no precedent. It is an abomination. Carpe diem, Stephen Miller, an eternal shame on history. He's so right. Wait till historians write about this period. Good grief. They're going to write about the Trump years, the Trump years in the White House, as one of the most, I would would guess you would just call it a landmark turnaround in our country and the way people think about politics. And then Biden following up will be the darkest time in the history of our country. Remember, we had Jimmy Carter, then Obama replaced him as the darkest. Now we've got the darkest. And Stephen Miller had some advice for the spineless, cowardly Republicans as well. Republicans should say, we will oppose any government funding bill that in any way perpetuates the ongoing border crisis. The only fallback we will accept is a funding bill that expires in the new Congress in February so a new majority can shut down the border crisis and we will then pass this off to the American people. If you want us to secure the border, if you want us to end the misery, anguish, heartache, and human suffering playing out on our southern border, then elect a massive Republican majority. Give us Arizona, give us Georgia, give us Nevada, give us New Hampshire, give us Washington State, Ohio, and everywhere else. And we will come in in February and we will pass Mm -hmm. a funding bill that shuts this nightmare down. Man, I love that guy. Don't you love hearing people tell the truth? Don't you get tired of all the double talk? Don't you get tired of all these idiot liberals like this dumbass Meeks who we played for you earlier and Biden and Schumer? All they ever do is lie to you. And even when they're lying, they're still thinking of another lie to tell. And so all this double talk comes out. Either Ted Cruz and John Kennedy are complete imbeciles or Chuck Schumer and Gregory Meeks are complete imbeciles. But there's not getting around that one of those pairs is completely idiotic. Now, who do you think it is? Who do you think's lying to you? Cruz and Kennedy? Who presided in the Senate when Donald Trump was there and watched our economy flourish, our borders secure, our respect internationally grow? Or do you think Schumer and Gregory Meeks are telling you the truth? <laughs> I have to laugh because it's, it seems I feel kind of stupid to even ask the question. Knowing that any functioning literate person would know the answer. It's the dolts that I'm actually talking to now. The idiots who would probably say, well, that Chuck Schumer, he's right. He was persistent. And that Gregory Meeks, he's right. That bill's reducing inflation. No one other than Biden, Schumer, and this idiot Gregory Meeks thinks it reduces inflation. Bernie Sanders says it doesn't. <laughs> but Gregory Meeks is one of these single-digit IQ clowns who probably got into Congress because he's black, no other reason. It didn't, it's not because he's smart, because he's proven that. Same reason 
Ketanji Brown-Jackson got appointed to the Supreme Court, not because she's smart. She proved she wasn't. She openly admitted before the entire country that she doesn't know what a woman is. So she showed us two things with that answer. She's not smart, and she's a political hack. Now, those two things should be immediate disqualification for a Supreme Court nominee. I would hope our Supreme Court people are smart, and I hope they're not political hacks. Unfortunately, more and more the political hackery is overtaking anything, but in Ketanji Brown-Jackson's case, both things were missing. She's not the anti-political hack, and she's not smart. So I'm guessing Gregory Meeks got elected for the same reason. There are plenty of almost overqualified black candidates for office that run in this country, on the Republican side especially. And the liberal media and the liberal politicians who claim they're all for the black community do everything they can to destroy these people. Everything possible. If you're a Republican running for office somewhere, I promise you Gregory Meeks will do everything he can in his power to destroy you. He doesn't care that you're black. I'm not saying all black people running for office should get elected. My God, what if Ketanji Brown-Jackson ran for office? Gregory Meeks. But you look at these up-and-coming young Republican black men and women. There's only one reason they're not getting elected. It's not because they're black. It's because the people that claim to be the supporters of minorities are anything but. And they work tirelessly to defeat them. But not just to defeat them. That's not the liberal way. The liberal way is to destroy you. Use the media. Use the IRS. Use the FBI. Use the Department of Justice to destroy you. It's not enough to just beat you in an election fair and square. They don't do that either. I mean, it's that's laughable, of course. But... They want to destroy you. They want to ruin your life, your wife or your husband's wife, life, your children's lives. Anyone that you know. Owen Schroyer, our friend uh, from InfoWars, who was being investigated in this January 6th fiasco because he was walking on the street, had his mother drawn into it. They subpoenaed his mother's phone records. So when Christopher Ray, that little smarmy little weasel, sits up there and doesn't know anything because, oh, it's an ongoing investigation. Isn't everything an ongoing investigation, by the way? These are the kind of people Christopher Ray represents, people that will pry into your mother's phone records because you happen to be walking down the street when they didn't want you to be walking down the street. That's how Nazis deal. And that's what they are. (laughs) But it's not going to change, as I always like to tell you, unless it changes in the ballot box. And we'll see. Dick Cheney, remember he's the former vice president of George W. Bush, Uh, a guy who was launched into the vice presidency because he protested an election result. 
He disagreed with it, went to the Supreme Court to have it overturned. Well, wait a minute. That's what Donald Trump did. The only difference was the Supreme Court didn't hear Donald Trump's case. They heard Dick Cheney's case. So Dick Cheney now with his corrupted daughter, Liz Cheney, you know, it's one thing to have a son and daughter and be proud of them and fight for them. It's another thing to support them when they're completely full of crap, lie, and have damaged the country. That would not be the support I would give my daughter if she pulled what Liz Cheney has pulled. But Dick Cheney, being nothing but an aged, aging political hack who's completely irrelevant, still thinks he's important enough in Wyoming that he can sway an election by lying to help his daughter out. His daughter is getting slammed into the ground in Wyoming in her own primary. It's not even a general election. She can't even carry the day in a primary in a conservative state where she's been elected to Congress repeatedly. So she has to enlist Daddy Dick to spout some lies on her behalf. And the goobers at CNN were giddy all over this, as if it were breaking news. An ad has come out. It's just come into the CNN newsroom. We have a new ad. Remember Dick Cheney is the guy that CNN and all Democrats refer to as Voldemort, the evil spirit in Harry Potter. But here's CNN giddy over it, and here's Cheney's pronouncement. We're just getting into our newsroom, a new uh, Liz Cheney ad, and she uses a familiar face um, to talk about some of this Trumpism. So let's watch that. Okay. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. By the way, how about that? Oh, shut up. How about that? He appears with his big cowboy hat on like he's some sort of wrangler. Ironic that he would talk about someone protesting an election since he did that. Donald Trump lost and he lost big. <laughs> did, did anybody wake Dick Cheney in long enough after he stopped shooting people on a hunting trip? Did anybody wake him long enough to tell him Donald Trump got more votes as a sitting president than anyone in history? That would include you, Dick. You and your boy, W. But it was you and W who protested your election loss in Florida. And it turned into a win when it got to the Supreme Court. I say good for you. But how dare you come back years later after you use the same procedure to overturn fraud in Florida that Donald Trump was using to overturn fraud in not just Florida, but in Georgia, in Michigan, in Arizona, in Nevada, Wisconsin. You had to deal with Florida. Trump had to deal with five or six states. But you did the same thing. You protested the election result. And now comes here comes Daddy Dick to tell everybody that Lizzie girl, Lizzie Borden with an axe, should be reelected in Wyoming because Donald Trump is such a danger. 
And how about the goober down at CNN? She says, let's hear what he has to say about this Trumpism. What is Trumpism? Does anybody know? Trumpism? <laughs> is that like black jobs? We've heard about Trumpism and black jobs this morning. Hey, I've got, come over here, son. I've got a black job for you. Well, that sounds racist. Well, you're black, aren't you? I got a black job for you. I didn't say that. (laughs) Oh, my God, these people. (laughs) The stupidity is astronomical. It's runaway. You want to hear how bad it is? MSNBC has this female black host. I don't know her name. I'll have to find out who she is. She's kind of a nobody. But she thinks, now I don't know how you can get any more ridiculous than this, but maybe I'm sure they'll try. But she believes that if you're waiting in line for gas or for bread or for whatever, Biden said there are food lines. So if you're waiting in line for any of these essential services, then you are guilty of white privilege. Because after all, as a black woman, her greatest worry is getting to work without being killed by a cop. It's almost a privilege to care about inflation as your number one issue. Um, the same is true of gas prices or even the idea that it's the economy stupid. I always found that analysis lacking because as a black person, I don't want to get killed on the way to my job. So I'm glad I have a job. I'm glad I make a living wage. But if I can't be alive, <laughs> then what does that other stuff matter? I'm not sure she deserves to be alive. When you're that stupid, when you're that much of a bigot, when you hate cops so much, when real people in a real black community want more cops, but not little Miss Priss, who sits in her little ivory MSNBC tower and lords over the black community as if she's their spokeswoman. I just want to survive getting to work. (laughs) Learn how to drive better. I'm going to bet, now I don't know this to be a fact, but I think you'll probably agree with me. I'm going to bet that not one black person in the history of America has ever been killed by a cop on their way to work. That's just, that's a wild bet I'm making. Crazy, isn't it? But in all the years that this country has been here, I'm going to bet that's true. In fact, I would bet every penny I have. I don't have that many pennies now, thanks to Biden, but the ones I still have, I would bet them all to maybe double what I have. That not one black person in the history of America has ever been killed by a cop on the way to work. Unless their work was bank robbery or murder, then maybe they were. But other than those two professions, I'll guarantee it, never. But she thinks it happens every day. And then she had a guest on with her, some Asian guy, And I always have to refer to people like that because it gives you background in what they're saying. Here's some Asian guy, a white Asian guy, mind you, who claims somehow or another that white privilege and being white is a reason anybody would complain about inflation. Inflation doesn't matter, he says, to white people or to anyone, excuse me, to anyone except white people. Because after all, what about the poor person who lost their house in a flood? Do they care about inflation? If you just lost your house because of a flood in Kentucky, if you just lost your livelihood because it burnt down in a wildfire, if you just lost your life 
because you are the wrong color and you were pulled over somewhere, uh, inflation doesn't really matter to you or, or, or to your loved ones. Uh, there are much broader things going on right now in this country that affects so many demographics that the dollars to cents case that, that has been made time and again about, you know, like I said, it's the economy stupid. Uh, there, there's a blind spot there, and you'll notice that the majority of people who make that statement are, are, are generally white. <laughs> well, Bill Clinton was white when he said it's the economy stupid. James Carville was white when he said it's the economy stupid. But this white Asian guy thinks that white people are the only ones who say it's the economy stupid because, after all, the economy's not important. Inflation's not important. Your house flooding is what's important. Well, I, I just wonder what the numbers are, and I don't have them off the top of my head. How many people lost their homes to a flood? versus how many people have lost their jobs and their life savings due to inflation. I just wonder. that It must be really close, or he wouldn't say something like that. Because if the numbers weren't close, to utter those words would render you a negative IQ. Not single digit, but below zero. So those numbers must be awfully close. I didn't realize that many people lost their homes in floods. But it, it was also interesting to me that they lost their livelihood by having it being burned down. How do you burn down someone's livelihood? <laughs> Did a livelihood get burned down? By the way, do you know who's burning things down, jackass? Black Lives Matter, that's who. It wasn't white people. It was Black Lives Matter burning buildings down. By the way, that's still not burning someone's livelihood. You're not losing your livelihood because a, burning, a, a building got burned down. You continue in your livelihood, you just... Get to another building. But it was you, you who support Black Lives Matter, that was burning buildings down. So let's understand that. It wasn't white people, jackass, white Asian. Then he says, and if you lose your life just because you're the wrong color and you're driving. Again, for the mentally ill, we it bears repeating that the number of people who lose their lives in a police stop, less than single digits on any given year. Does it go over 10 maybe in a year sometimes? Maybe. But it's below 10 almost every year. So once again, media fear mongers, it's all they do. They stoke your fears. They stoke your biases, your prejudices, and that's all they do. The media is no good for anything else. They don't inform you. You gain no knowledge by watching television news anymore. But you do gain fear-mongering. If you watch any of these liberal networks, that's what you gain. You don't gain any news. You don't gain any information. It's all about scaring you. Because they think if they could scare you, they can make you vote their way. And that's all it's about. Michael LaRosa was the uh, chief aide for Kamala Harris. He's out of there. I guess he got smart. But then he opened his mouth, and he sounds even dumber. So tell us again, Michael LaRosa, what's the difference between Biden and Trump? You know, this is a president who puts his head down, does his work. Um, he's not a showman. He's not out there performing. He actually is doing the business of, of governing the country. And I think the former president uh, enjoyed the performance aspect of the job. But he didn't seem to have much interest in being a steward of, of the people or running a government. 
Um, and that was part of the reason why I think Democrats chose Joe Biden uh, the last time. Well, he's right about the people who chose Biden, Democrats, because the country didn't choose him. But how do you with a straight face say that this guy, who doesn't even know what day it is, just puts his head down and does the business of the people and isn't interested in being a showman, but that Donald Trump is more of a showman and didn't seem to have any interest in running a government. (laughs) It does make one laugh when you listen to these people because you scratch your head and you say, you know, I woke up this morning, I kind of felt stupid. But now you feel smart. That's what we're about here. We make you feel smart when you listen to people who claim to be smart and you know immediately they're dumber than you ever thought of being. So you have to feel smart. Josh Hawley's smart. We're going to see if he gets anything done once November rolls around. But he's smart. And he had Christopher Ray in his sights last week in the Judiciary Committee hearing. And I don't know if you were aware of this. I was not aware of this. But Christopher Ray's FBI is going around state to state demanding the names of all people who have concealed carry permits. Now, what interest would the FBI have in obtaining the names of people in this country who have legally purchased guns for their protection, for hunting, What possible interest would you have in that list? Here's the exchange in Congress. What the sheriffs of Missouri say in 2018 is that the FBI did not request concealed carry records. You are requesting it this year. In the state of Missouri, only the sheriffs have these concealed carry records because Missouri law explicitly forbids concealed carry permit information to be turned over to state officials or to federal officials I just want to understand why it is the FBI is now seeking from our sheriffs, and we're talking about multiple sheriffs who have comment, who have, who have contacted me, who have contacted other state officials, who have spoken to the press, saying that the FBI is now asking for the names of concealed carry permit holders in the state of Missouri. Why is that? If you've not done it before, I don't understand. Well, again, I, I'm going to have to look deeper into to give you a more fulsome answer to your question. A more fulsome answer? You know, you can always, here's another tick, uh, telltale sign of a liar. They, they sort of make up words because they're too nervous to actually say the word they're thinking about. He want, he's going to give them a more fulsome answer. <laughs> the word there would have been complete, Director Ray. I'm going to give you a more complete answer. But he, he said fulsome because he knew he was caught. He knew that Holly, Holly had him by the short ones and he didn't know what to say. So I'll just lie. I'll, I'll deflect it and say, I'm going to have to do some research into this. So you're telling me, by that answer, that the director of the FBI has no idea that his office is requesting con- the names of concealed carry permit holders. He has no idea that that's going on. That admission alone should get him fired. Now, we know he's lying, but to admit that you're such a fool that you have no knowledge of what your underlings are doing should get you fired. It will get you fired at another job. Let's say you've, you're running the sales department in your company and your boss calls you in. And he, By the way, I'm hearing about these six salespeople underneath you, under, under your authority, that are going around making corrupt deals. And you say to your boss, you know what, I'll look into that. 
You think you still have a job? <laughs> I'm guessing you wouldn't. So Christopher Ray has no idea, even though Josh Hawley knows, Christopher Ray doesn't know, that FBI agents are out there ramrodding through Missouri, harassing sheriffs in different counties to turn over the names of concealed carry permit holders. Now, Senator Hawley, what possible reason could there be for Christopher Ray's FBI to want the names of concealed carry permit holders? What it looks like to me is retaliation. Right now, the Biden administration is suing the state of Missouri over Second Amendment protections. And then all of a sudden, at about the same time, the FBI comes into Missouri and says to the sheriffs, hey, give us give us the list of, of all your concealed carry uh, permit holders. I mean, maybe that's coincidence. I kind of doubt it. The fact that Ray wouldn't answer any questions about it. But yet, you know, when I pressed him on it, then he said, well, I mean, maybe, maybe here's why we're doing it. So he knows more than he's letting on. He just doesn't want to say. But either way, it's a huge invasion of privacy. And it's exactly what, what uh, gun owners fear, you know, is that your records are going to get turned over, going to get used in some federal database. We have no idea what the federal government would do with these names once it got them. And frankly, I don't trust the federal government at all to keep any of this stuff private. If you did trust them, you're a, you're a stooge. You're just an abject stooge. Why would they want those names? To retaliate against you. That's why. To sick the IRS on you. Remember, they're now arming the IRS with 87,000 more people looking into your business. And now they want the names of concealed permit holders. You don't think you live in Nazi Germany? Then you're stupid. You're really stupid. If you don't believe this is Nazi Germany. I was thinking about this the other night when I was watching a documentary on Hitler's Germany. And I thought, well, you know, all the people in Germany that weren't afraid of Hitler were the people that agreed with him. But anyone who didn't agree with him had reason to fear the Gestapo, the SS. So in America, let's see if I get this right, all of the people that agree with the liberals have nothing to fear. But those of us who don't agree with them have everything to fear from the Gestapo, it's called the FBI here in America, the Justice Department, the Department of Defense, not not the Department of Defense, I'm sorry, the CIA, all of these spy networks and these law enforcement networks, we have to fear. And now we get to fear the IRS even more than we ever did before. So again, I want someone to explain to me the difference between Nazi Germany and what's going on in this country today. I'm just anxious to know because I'm not smart enough to see it. There must be a difference even though I can't see it. So someone smarter than me could possibly explain it to me because Christopher Ray's not going to explain it. He just simply says, you know, I can't answer that. There's an ongoing investigation or I, I'm just not aware of that. I'll have to get back to you. They always have to get back to you. Miranda Devine from the New York Post is one hell of a reporter. She compares Christopher Ray to a cartoon character that we're all familiar with. What about it, Miranda? You listen to Christopher Ray uh, testifying, and he's like Mr. Magoo. He can't see anything. He doesn't seem to know who his own uh, FBI uh, people are. Um, he's been sent multiple letters by Chuck Grasley, for instance, 
alerting him to the fact that he had an agent and an analyst who were actively intervening in the F in the uh, FBI's investigation into Hunter Biden, right. um, or derogatory information coming to the FBI about Hunter Biden, which would include uh, the material from the laptop, which they'd had since December 2019, the actual laptop, and it would include, in October 2020, Tony Bobulinski's material that he gave to the FBI. <laughs> Mr. Magoo. Oh, Magoo, you've done it again. And he has. He is Mr. Magoo. He sees nothing. See no evil. See no evil, Christopher Ray. Ron DeSantis down in Florida, likewise a smart fellow, understands the disastrous lie that COVID has placed upon this country. And DeSantis said he could point out the exact time, the exact time, when he knew all the COVID freaks were just full of crap. They would shame people for even leaving their house in April, May 2020, and you can't do it. And so, you know, some people wanted to bury loved ones. They wanted to do this. And the, the argument people were making is, well, wait a minute. I can look at the risk of COVID, and it's something that I, I'm willing to accept because these things mean more to me, to be able to bury a loved one or to be able to do things with my family. And, and the public health uh, established, oh, no, no, you can't make that kind of cost-benefit analysis. Then when the George Floyd riots were happening, they actually wrote a letter with thousands of these people signing it saying – we do not believe that rioting and protesting is a, is uh, bad for COVID, that you can do it. Go ahead. Because we think it's so important that you have to do it. And then they said, but this doesn't mean we support all protests. If you're protesting lockdown policies or other things, then you can't do that. And that's when I knew these people are a bunch of frauds. I mean, how ridiculous. Carpe diem, Governor DeSantis. They're frauds. We've been saying it for years. Governor DeSantis realized it at the same time we did. Good for him. You want to hear some more of these frauds? Their new drug now is Paxlovid or Paxlovid. We've heard it pronounced by these imbeciles both ways. They can't even con concur on their pronunciation. So the self-admitting liar, Dr. Burks, who has, in order to sell a book, decided she would come clean with all of her lies now claims that this is the lifesaver, right, Dr. Burks? Well, if you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid? Well, not so quick and not so true, according to Dr. Richard Urso. And this is a guy who's light years smarter than Burks. Here's what he did. He actually looked into it. So this is out of their scope of practice of making a differential diagnosis and deciding what treatments to do. They have then given them the ability to dispense one of the most toxic drugs. This is not, you know, like Motrin. This is one of the most toxic drugs we have. It interacts with 32 classes of drugs, not 32 drugs. I think there might not be another drug more toxic that I know has a black box warning already for ritonavir uh, and its danger. And now you have somebody giving it out to anybody who just comes in and says, I want it. I've got positive for COVID. A black box warning. This is the drug she's touting and Biden's touting. Remember when Donald Trump said hydroxychloroquine should be looked into because people are saying it works 
and the media and the left-wing political hacks that descended upon him. And by the way, he was right. It does work. We don't hear that same attack on Dr. Burks or Biden for touting his use of this drug that you just heard is one of the most toxic drugs that we have. If you want to stay alive in this country, whatever these liberals in government and media tell you, do the opposite. If you follow that yardstick piece of advice, you'll be fine. Victor Davis Hanson, another smart guy. We like to have smart guys on our show. He says he's concerned that they're coming after one other thing. Could it be our air conditioning? Yeah, I think so. The thing to remember is that we're de-civilizing. I mean, this isn't faded. This is a choice. Uh, Europe, under American pressure, just canceled 10 billion cubic meters of natural gas to the East Med pipeline plan. And Spain hasn't built a nuclear uh, reactor in 40 years. Germans are talking, Jesse, about having warm rooms where everybody's going to, my age, will get together in their 60s or 70s. Uh, and generate enough body heat so they won't, you know, they won't freeze to death. And they're talking about oh, burning uh, wood, just like their 19th century pioneers. So it's a, re- it's a reversal of civilization. It's by choice. We know that the lockdowns and the cost-benefit analysis were kind of disastrous, but it did increase the power of government over the individual, and so do these uh, environmental power regulations. And it's, it's part of this effort by the bureaucratic administrative state to say you're going to do it you're going to live a particular way you're going to use a particular type of energy even when there's all sorts of alternatives that would advance civilization how about that what's what's going on with europe they were the leaders in the industrial revolution and now they're kowtowing to people like biden as to what kind of energy they should use they're talking about warm rooms he wasn't joking People getting together in their 60s and 70s and trying to create enough body heat to stay warm. Because, oh my God, God forbid you'd use coal. Can't use that. How do windmills keep us warm, by the way? Trying to figure that out. I've driven past windmills before. I was over in Amsterdam. I drove past them. Then when I got to my hotel, do you know what kept me warm? The furnace, the heater. The windmills. Windmills didn't do anything except blow around in a circle once in a while. (laughs) Victor Davis Hanson's correct. It's all intentional. They're going to tell us how we can live, what we can use to keep us warm, what we can use to keep us energy independent. And we're going to hear from them, even though there's alternatives that we've used for over 200 years that work. This bill, by the way, started sounding like Bill Clinton there. This bill, by the way, is giving tax credits to wealthy people so they can go out and buy Teslas. <laughs> you get a tax credit if you buy a Tesla or an electric car of any kind. But only wealthy people can afford to. They're sixty and $70,000 apiece. The party that claims that Donald Trump's tax cuts only helped the upper 1%, which was, of course, always a lie. Everybody you know took home more pay thanks to the Trump tax cuts. But the party who claimed that lie is now the party that gives tax breaks to wealthy people. 
in order to buy electric cars. But they don't give you a tax break to do anything. In fact, they want more of your money. And after they tax you more, which they are, never mind the hiring of 87,000 more IRS agents, they're taxing you more in your everyday life. Then they're going to send out 87,000 more IRS agents to harass you and to rip you off for another 10 pennies. It's happening. It's not an illusion. The illusion is heels up Harris tweeting out. It's hard for, it's hard for me to believe this, of course, but because she tweeted it, we have to believe it. It's true. She actually tweeted it. <laughs> this was her tweet last week with regard to Brittany Griner after the sentence was rendered in Russia to having her serve nine years. With today's sentencing, Russia continues its wrongful detention of Brittany Griner. She should be released immediately. POTUS and I and our entire administration are working every day to reunite Brittany as well as Paul Whelan. <laughs> but we never did work for Paul Whelan until Brittany Griner was in there. I'm adding that. Reunite them with loved ones who miss each of them dearly. Now, if you don't follow Heels Up Harris and her alleged career as attorney general and prosecutor in California, for her to claim that someone should be released immediately and is wrongfully detained for a minor drug violation is the height of hypocrisy. Kamala Harris imprisoned over 2,000 black men. She claims to be black, remember? Over 2,000 black men for minor drug violations in San Francisco alone. And if you remember back in 2019 in the presidential debates, Tulsi Gabbard, who was also running at the time, called Harris out on this record that she was so proud of. Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as chief labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Carpe diem, Tulsi Gabbard. Now, the result of that, and none of it was disputed, it's all true, it's fact. The result of that should have been the removal of Heels Up Harris as an attorney. She should have lost her license, been disbarred forever. And she should have gone to prison. When you're withholding evidence that would allow a man to go free, you belong in jail. She was neither disbarred nor did she serve time in jail. And now she wants someone that she would have prosecuted in California and put away for a long time, Brittany Griner, she wants her released. So why the change of heart? Well, the change of heart is simple. It's politically expedient for her to now pretend like 
she cares about Brittany Griner and even more pretentious to have us think that she cares about Paul Whelan. She couldn't care less about that guy. First of all, he's a white guy, so she really doesn't care about him. But she doesn't care about Brittany Griner either. She just cares about trying to score political points, even though she forgot that she imprisoned more than 2,000 black men in San Francisco alone over minor marijuana violations. That's the Heels Up Harris record. Cleo joins us. Good morning, Cleo. Hey, good morning, Kevin. How's it going? Going great. How about yourself? Do you have a good weekend? Real good, real good. Except for the heat, I'm getting tired of this. Yeah, the heat's a little bit, it, it is taxing. It took me two days to recover from playing golf on Friday. It was so hot and humid. It's wearing me down. I'm trying to pitch softball and bike and everything, and it's it's tough, man. Tough workout. We got a big game tonight, though. Who's the big game tonight? Well, I'm pitching fast pitch tonight. Oh, you're fast pitch. I didn't know you pitched fast pitch. Yeah, I told you that before, but I'm sure you forgot, but that's all right. I did forget. I I thought somehow I had the impression that you were in slow pitch softball. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, one time I did pitch. I did uh, do some slow pitch once. Some friends of mine needed uh, help, and, and uh, I helped them out. And the next day I went to confession. <laughs> Well, you probably should have been thanking God that you survived because slow pitch softball pitchers can get killed. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, they got the mask on. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm driving to the doctor. I make a couple points and I get off the air. Uh, the 87,000 agents, Kevin, they're going to target people too, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Just just like the lowest learner thing. They're going to target. They're going to target people like you. Is what they're going to target. Absolutely, people like me, people like you, anybody who isn't wealthy, they're going to target because they're not going after people that can afford attorneys. They don't want any part of that. They want to put the pressure on you, just like these poor people in prison, political prison for January sixth. Many of them didn't have the money to hire expensive attorneys, so that's their fate. That's the fate. If in America, if you're not wealthy, the liberals will destroy you. Yeah, they got away with the January 6th people. They left them all in. Some of them are still in there, right? Yes, and they are. No outrage for the press whatsoever. You know, it's just like Nazi Germany. They get away with that. They're going to get away with targeting conservatives again, I'm telling you. Absolutely they are. There isn't any question what that's designed to do. Obama instructed Lois Lerner to do that. She didn't do that on her own. That's exactly true, and we know that Obama's running this government today, and lo and behold, here comes the IRS after us again. I'm telling you, it's terrible. I, you know, the stories of the IRS screwing people around, and then, then you don't, they won't pay your attorney's bills are numerous. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I'm starting to believe that, that Obama is the, one of the worst human beings that ever laid foot in America. He is rotten to the core. He hates everybody, I suppose, other than his elite wealthy friends. Yeah, it looks like he's putting his wife up now to come come be our leader, I guess. Oh, yeah. that, that They're going to do that. You can count on that. She is, she is going to be their nominee in 2024. There isn't any question in my mind. It's it's either her or Governor Greaseball. I think they're going to have, they're going to have a, some squabbling. Yeah, Greaseball. Greaseball. He's he's going to try. Greaseball is going to try to to overtake her. He, there's no question. His ego won't let him just stay in California. And another, another thing, I'll be real quick. Uh, this uh, uh, evasion of Ray's not answering Harley is unconscionable. 
where's Mitch McConnell getting in there trying to help Holy out? Yeah, McConnell is. There's another one. He and he and Obama. They're two of the worst Americans ever to set foot in this country. McConnell is a, nothing more than a Chinese spy. He and his Chinese wife, who have interest, financial interest in the Chinese Communist Party-run companies. I mean, how how much more uh, illicit can it be? And no one no one raises a word about McConnell's traitor. He's he's a treasonous sob. He's supposed to be the head of the opposition, or one of the top heads. And he does what nothing. He, do? he doesn't do nothing. He does nothing except cave in. He's the one that, that got taken here. Trump called him out. He said he got played like a fiddle by Chuck Schumer. If you get played like a fiddle by Chuck Schumer, you're a special kind of stupid. <laughs> and he did. You know, oh, well, well, we'll vote for the infrastructure and the gun thing so long as you guys won't uh, push this big bill through. Well, guess what? After they got your vote, you stupid ass, now they're pulling it through. And this raise, you know, this, this FBI, you know, they're already trying to clean out conservatives of the FBI. That's a well-known fact. And I blame Trump for Christopher Ray. That was a foolish mistake. Whoever, right. and I'm guessing that he was listening to McConnell because it was McConnell who had his ear on all these judges and these appointments of these judges, these federal judges. And so I'm assuming yeah, he didn't listen close enough. And, and well, he Trump was a little bit off the cuff, you know. He is off the cuff, which I like. But he didn't do enough homework. I guess Trump was naive in thinking that if these guys came recommended by this esteemed senator, that they were decent enough guys. Because truthfully, a president can't sit there and interview every single person they're going to hire. But when it's as important as the FBI, I think you need to personally check this guy out. Yeah, that Rex Tillerson was another bad hire. He was another bad one. That's right. Jeff Sessions. That was open. He was openly for the Iran, Iran uh, uh, nuclear deal, letting yep. them have uh, nuclear weapons. He was openly for that, even when they put him on the job. Mad Dog Mattis, another bad one. Uh, right. John Kelly couldn't be worse. I mean, th- these were horrible right. hires by the president. As I've, I've said it often, he had a blind eye when it came to hiring, just a blind eye. He was way too naive. Yeah, that Kelly, he was... Listen to everything that the president said. Can you believe that? That's how these you know military the, people are. You know what Trump should have done? He should have just got the police in and arrested them. That's what he should have done. Could not agree more. Once he found that, if Jared Kushner knew about it, and Jared Kushner wrote about it in his book, I can't wait for that book to come out, he, Trump, when he found out about it, the first call should have been to have this guy arrested. Escorted exactly. from the White House in handcuffs. I'm telling you what's going on in this country is terrible. Stupid idiots voting Democrat and morons. It's, it's un- all out there for anybody to see what they're trying to. They're putting their finger on the little man, the middle man. They're, they're trying to kill us. Anybody's got a gun, has got a concealed and carry. You're a marked person. You're a marked person, and if you work and pay taxes, you're a marked person now by the IRS. What they're trying to do is what they've always been out to do: destroy the middle class and make them completely dependent on government. Kevin, I know they're going after you. I hope I hope you prepare for it. They are. They're going I, to come after you, Kevin. I know they are, too. There isn't any question in my mind. That was really sure. bad news for me, watching that bill with 87,000 of those crooks targeting every conservative in the country. I mean, you're a man of influence. They hate you. I'm sure they hate you. They do hate me. I mean, that's clear. I've uh, that's That's been made clear to me, but I don't care. You know, I, I don't. I really don't care. I, I, I just rue for the day. 
I, I wish someone would just let me have a one-on-one with Biden someday. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that some some of the smart people like yourself would get up one-on-one in debates against these liberals. You'd really make mincemeat out of all of them. Well, and you know, but the problem when when you do have a, a qualified person get up there for a debate like Trump against Biden, they just interrupt Trump. They cut him off. They 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 don't treat him fairly. And that's what happened in those debates. Uh, yeah. Trump Trump hated Biden so much. Uh, I really do believe this that he angered Trump. And when Trump got angry, he he lost his cool. And I don't blame him. I would have too. Because when you sit there and you hear this little lying weasel continue to lie time after time, and the moderator supposedly Chris Wallace never stop him from the lies, never challenge him on the lies, that right. would anger anybody. Yeah, Trump never should have debated Biden in the first place. Because Biden refused to be inspected physically before the debate. Bingo. Trump should have said, "Okay, that's it." And I saw, and I saw uh, 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 the, the video. He had a wire to himself. Biden did during that debate. He had a wire. There was no question Trump should have refused. He said he was going to, and that he didn't. He should have. And he did. He should have. He absolutely should have. Yeah, he made he's made he made mistakes. He ain't perfect. No, and that's and that's okay. I I believe that the next time around he would would clean up that hiring uh, blind eye, because he he just you just can't have that. You need family around you, and then you need friends of family around you. Nobody else. Yeah, next time if he, if he's elected again, that Miller Stephen Miller ought to ought to approve or disapprove anybody. I couldn't agree more. Put Stephen Miller and Jared Kushner in charge of vetting anybody. And then put Don Jr. in there as his chief of staff. Right. And and then you'd be protected and have Ivanka uh, handle maybe Secretary of State. I'm not kidding you. I wouldn't have anybody but my family in there. That's the truth. It's, it's, it's terrible to say, but it's the truth. It is the truth. And Stephen Miller's kind of like family. And then I'd have Cash Patel in there as my attorney general. You know, that Kelly was probably the leaker that Trump was looking for all the time. Guarantee he was guarantee it once we find out about him eavesdropping on every single phone call i mean who does that yeah he was out to get him yeah you know that. He, he was sure was he was nothing but an infiltrator a liberal infiltrator a spy in the trump camp that's what he was and so was uh, bolton all right Cameron, take care of yourself you all right cleo best best of luck in the game tonight get a lot of strikeouts <laughs> thank you very much all right man bye bye all right, folks, our good friends at Window World don't have to strike you out. I went to the Window World uh, Cares Charity Trivia Night on Saturday night. They raised over $400,000 for autism here in St. Louis, 400000 plus in one night. They do that trivia night every year, and boy, oh, boy, the gratitude of the people that come there. It's a, it's a huge, huge crowd, and it's a lot of fun, and they did it again. Just like they do for your windows. The same windows I have in my house. The official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. The preferred window of the Blues. Lifetime guarantee on their windows. Lifetime. Now, how do they do that? Covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. All parts, glass breakage, and labor. They use double-strength glass, and they use it as their mode of business. It's not an upsell item. It's not extra. The price differential between Window World and the competition for the same windows is astronomical. Compare it. I'm going to save you the time, though, if you're not a fool. But all you have to do is call them, 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house. They'll prove to you that they're simply the best for less. The best for less. 
It's a fact. It is a fact. In over 12 years, they have improved the look and thermal efficiency of over 60,000 homes in our area. Unbelievable. Now, here's a side benefit. Your utility bills will go down with Window World Windows. Mine did. Why is that? Window World Windows with their double-strength glass do not allow your cool air conditioning air to go outside and the heat coming in. In the wintertime, the opposite. It does not allow the warm air to escape and the cold air to come in. So your furnace and your air conditioner don't run 24-7, and you don't have to replace them. Another benefit. The list is long. 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. All right, folks, we'll take a short break, and we'll come right back with your phone call, 636-538-0746. Welcome back in, Kevin Slayton, with you on this Monday morning right here in the Window World King's Court. Glad you're along for the ride this morning, and hopefully you hit breakfast at Taco Bell on your way to work, or maybe you're still on your way to work. Drop by any one of the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations and get yourself in on that spectacular dollar crave menu for breakfast. How about the grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a dollar? Would that not make you happy? It makes my mouth water. 
Breakfast quesadilla that's under $2. Even if you get steak, it's under 3 They have a $5 Crave menu as well. By the way, those Crave menus go breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night at Taco Bell. They're open all day. Two different AM Crunch Wraps for breakfast under $3. A Grande Scrambler under $3. Man, the list goes on, doesn't it? I support locally owned and operated businesses, and I do so with Taco Bell as well. Here are the locations in our area that are locally owned and operated. In Missouri, Chesterfield Valley, Washington, Cape Girardeau, St. Clair, Union, Jackson. In Illinois, they're everywhere. Waterloo, Decatur, Springfield, Carbondale, Duquoin, Troy, Salem, Jerseyville, Columbia. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. And always remember, there's enough change in your sofa cushions and in your change compartment of your car to go buy yourself a meal at Taco Bell, perhaps three meals. You'll get more food for less money at Taco Bell than anywhere else. And what a thing to know in this day and age, right? It's spectacular. By the way, just got a note from a listener who ordered Window World windows in his home. And one of them, uh, there was a problem with one of them. It wasn't tilting in for the easy cleaning like it should. So the folks from uh, Window World just came out. And he said, I'm just going to order you a new lower sash window and we'll exchange it out for no cost. That's the lifetime warranty that we're talking about. That's how Window World operates, folks. Don't be silly. And that charitable arm, wow. Over $400,000 raised in one night. That's dizzying. And we did pretty well, our table did, in the trivia. It's a lot of fun. Those trivia nights can be fun. And there's a lot of food, too. You're not going to lose any weight at those things. (laughs) That's for damn sure. Did you know that when O'Biden's CIA killed Azawahari last week, Biden called Bush and Obama before he publicly announced the takeout. You know who he didn't call? Donald Trump. Now, it's tradition that the president calls his predecessor. Obama called Bush when he took out, what's his name? (laughs) Bin Laden. And Trump, when he took out Soleimani. Now, here's the problem. Bush, Obama, and O'Biden don't like Donald Trump. They've all uh, conspired against him. We are living in an age of the greatest conspiracy against the government in this country that you've ever seen and ever will see. And it isn't the January 6th protesters. It's O'Biden. It's Obama. It's George W. Bush. It's Pelosi. It's Schumer. It's all of the liberals. Schiff. All the liars. The FBI. The CIA. The Brennans. The Clappers. Our communist corrupt government. The Nazis have conspired against Donald Trump. The only thing they haven't done is taken him out, but they're trying to take him out in every possible way other than physically. I've never seen anything like it in our country, and I hope I never do. And who's at the bottom of it all? Liz Cheney. She and that crybaby Kinzinger, the two turncoats, who won't ever get elected to public office again. Good. Good. 
I was watching a, a guy talk, uh, Newt Gingrich, talk about this morning about Donald Trump running again. He said he hopes he waits till after Thanksgiving to announce, but he said if anyone doubts that he's running, think again. He is running. And it's going to be against that nitwit Michelle Obama who's never done anything in her life that I know of other than marry Barry Hussein. She won the lottery when she married him, but that's all she's done. She hasn't accomplished anything else. What has she done? Has she run successful businesses? No. Has she been a stalwart lawyer? No. Has she even worked at Walmart? No. Has she been a bartender? No. She hasn't done anything. Not a thing. As our research assistant points out with the not notifying President Trump of the taking out of al-Zawahari, it's just a giant political game of middle school mean girls. It's, that's, that's what it's like. That's what these liberals are like. They're like mean girls. Except the girls in middle school, middle school are more mature than these people are. These rodents, these roadkill people. I'm telling you, if we don't strike back, our lives, our way of life is with not not just in jeopardy. It's eroding. It is eroding. But we sit here and take it. Everybody sits back, depending on the other guy to do something. Republicans just sit around. Nobody in Kentucky votes McConnell out. No siree. I wish Rand Paul would have stood up against McConnell in Kentucky. He might have been able to make a difference. But now the Republicans are stuck with McConnell for six more years. What they have to do, or five more years now, what they have to do is they have to make sure he's not in leadership in the Senate. That's going to entail a lot. When you get McConnell backslappers like Eric Schmidt elected, it's going to be hard to replace McConnell. And that's the sad thing that people don't realize and people don't understand who aren't getting inside information. We tried to bring it to you when we got it, that McConnell and Schmidt and Eric Greitens' ex-wife and Carl Rove were all in on it, the great lie to get Eric Greitens defeated. Somehow or another, Eric Greitens lost an 11-point lead in one month and turned it into a huge deficit. That can't happen in real life without somebody tampering. Can't happen. Polls don't change like that, ever. As inaccurate as these polls are to begin with, they don't make that kind of a drastic change overnight, but they did. So you probably are asking yourself, well, how the hell did that happen? Well, I think we know. I think we know. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746. And that's somewhat surprising to you that well, I guess it shouldn't be surprising that Biden would be such a juvenile. I was talking about Cheney and, and how embarrassing she's been bringing Daddy Dick out to uh, make some kind of a TV ad that she thought might help her. Help her? Good old Daddy Dick doesn't help anybody. He's an imbecile. And unfortunately for her, she forgets. She's leading a sham committee 
against a former president who protested an election as being corrupt when her daddy did the exact same thing. Yeah, that's right. Daddy Dick did that. Daddy, Daddy Dick did that. What in the world is going on with my computer? Did you hear? Can you guys hear this? My computer is saying it's been locked up because my address. Wow. Oh, shut up, would you please? I don't even know how to turn the volume down on these jackasses. I'm telling you, this is the government right here. This is the government. Oh, shut up. Shut her down. I'm telling you, they're coming after me right now, even as I sit here. So what I was about to say about Cheney and her despicable behavior, not only does she enlist Daddy-O, but then she gets into a Twitter war with um, Levin, Mark Levin, where she claims, or he, or he says, why don't you come on my show and we'll debate this January 6th committee. Well, she won't do it, of course. And then she gets into a Twitter war with Levin. She puts up a picture, uh, a social media post, of Kevin Costner wearing his black cowboy hat and T-shirt, and it reads, I'm for Liz Cheney. And she captioned it by saying, real men put country over party. Now, she's trying to take somehow some measure for Costner playing a very popular figure in Yellowstone. It's a story, story about a Montana rancher. And it's a hit because the show hasn't gone woke. So conservatives love it. But conservatives also understand one thing. Kevin Costner is not a Wyoming rancher. Even in the show, he's a Montana rancher. He lives in Hollywood. He lives in California. He is an unabashed liberal. And she thinks conservatives are going to be fooled. But what they really recognize is just how out of touch she is with the people of Wyoming. She won't go on Levin's show. She claims when he returns to his real conservative roots, she'll come on. And he said, oh, I see. So you're too busy going on CNN and meet the press with those conservative Broadcasters. <laughs> remember Costner campaigned for Obama. Let's remember that. Harriet Hageman is going to destroy her in that primary. Kevin Costner is nothing more than a pretend rancher. And Harriet Hageman pointed that out. She said, I bet if he had to work a real ranch for a day, he'd call his agent to get him out of there. <laughs> She's right. You know she's right. It's all over for Liz Cheney, thank God. Folks, it's all over for us right now, too. We're going to take a break until tomorrow. But we thank you for being with us today. And uh, we'll fight the good fight for you again tomorrow starting at 7 o'clock. Don't worry. The podcast will be on all day, all over. Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google. Our website, KevinSlatonShow.com. Back for more of the Window World Kings Court tomorrow. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.